0: night, right around the SCN network. It is the Macca's run, and what's going to be a big Thursday night, I'm going to put it straight out there. I believe there should be Thursday night football each and every week, which I think a lot of people we agree with. But until the AFL gets to that, I'll be here on your Thursday nights. 1-300-736-736. Always. The phone line is open. 04398-1116 via the text. A hell of a lot going on. Big weekend in football. Big night ahead of us. Scotty Cummings will join us. He's over in the West, and it's a big Friday night game where the Dockers and the Bulldogs will go at it. Both two and three. Both legitimate, genuine premiership contenders coming into the year, and I think in the eyes of many have slid just a little bit. ...down the ranking. So, Scotty Cummings in about an hour's time. Josh Jenkins to jump on the line as well. No stranger to SEN due to the fact that he... ...AFL Nation, a little bit of SEN track. But he has also been a player... ...who has been on the end of a whacking in a grand final... ...and then fronts up in a grand final rematch. And us, sitting in the stands or sitting in radio or TV studios... ...automatically put a huge priority on the grand final rematch... What do the players think? Sydney go to GMHBA Stadium Saturday night, take on a Cats team that have been struggling a little bit. What does it mean? So, Josh Jenkins will give us a little insight to the mindset of a player in a team that, after getting banged around in a grand final, have to roll in and play them the year later. One 736 736. Always the open line is open and 043398. Eleven 16. I'm about 10 minutes away from dropping the five things in football that make me happy. There's a great deal of negativity, and I often buy into it myself, but the very thing is there's a lot going on. The MRO, the tribunal, the difference between them, the sling tackle, the Head high contact, why someone should be out, why someone hasn't been reported, why your team isn't playing so well. So what we're going to do, I've got five things that right now are great to see in the AFL, and I want you to jump along for the ride as well. 1-300-736-736. We'll hear from Nathan Buckley and Malcolm Blight. We'll hear from Kane Corns on a young Port Adelaide forward who is out of the team. We'll recap the teams, and we'll hear very shortly, very shortly, what Craig McRae had to say this afternoon on Andy and Gazy. 1300 736 736. Luke's in Croydon to kickstart us. Let's go into it. Luke, hello to you. Good day. How are you, Cam? Good, mate. Fire away. What do you got for me? Uh, mate, Antex Day. What a beauty. It's going to be great, isn't it? And it's it's always great. The so, first time since well, 2000, uh, the postings the top four isn't it amazing, Luca? It's a, it's a day and a lot of players who have played the game rated as the highest, by far the highest home and away game you can play in. But the very fact is, as you just said, for a long time, the better part of, you know, two and a half decades, we haven't had these teams very incredibly ladder relevant by the time the season rolls around. And, here we are, Collingwood injuries, but still doing what they do. And in one of the surprise packets of the year. It's going to elevate what is already an amazing day on Tuesday. Who do you brag for, Luke? I'm a bummer, mate. Oh, are you excited? You know, I think we're going to flog them. Of- <laughs> well, you know what? Always gamble responsibly. But the odds are definitely stacked in the favour of the Collingwood Football Club. And with all the injuries they have, and they have been great, I, I do think it's going to be a little closer than some people are expecting.
1: Um, two things. Mm-hmm. Colmwood have an overrated list. Mm. And, and Nick Tacos is overrated. He's typically gentle on positions,
0: which oh. he does nothing with. All right. I, look, I, I'll tell you this. Look, had you ever said this to me 12 months ago and the Pies had had a hot start and you had that type of feeling. I wouldn't have agreed with you, but I would have also thought, you know what, maybe they're going to peter out. I think there was a little bit of that last year at at certain times. They're not an overrated list. In fact, the depth of the list is really good, considering they've had injury after injury after injury. They beat St Kilda last week without really a Ruckman and without Jordan Degoe. Jeremy Howe got hurt in the year. So that's one thing. I don't think they're an overrated list at all. And with Dacos, I, I find it unbelievable that people can continually find fault in the way that Dacos goes about it. Now, uh, you can you can argue that you know he oh, he got uncontested. Well, the week before. When he was huge in that game in Brisbane, he had 23-24 contested pill. He, he's, he's, he's a player, like a lot of players in AFL nowadays, are able to get uncontested pill, but it's also a pretty decent strategy by the Collingwood Football Club to make sure he's able to get it in positions where he can hurt you due to the fact that he's an outstanding user of the ball. So uh, I do find it interesting that some people seem to share your opinion about Nick Dacos. I most certainly isn't one, but Luke, I do share your opinion that Tuesday is going to be huge. one 736 736 Darren is in Frankston. Darren, good evening to you. Hello,
1: Cam. How are you, mate? Good, man. Um, Good. I'm just ringing up to say I'm impressed with this uh, Rochelle from Adelaide. He looks... I don't even go to Adelaide, mate, but... He looks really good, that kid. He can come to
0: Collingwood time he <laughs> oh, likes. Oh, hang on, you're heavily linked to Ben King. Let's just uh, stay with uh, <laughs> one high-profile guy who pays inside 50. I, look, he is—he is very young, but he has been and has been impressive. And I think the chemistry that himself and Isaac Rankin have been able to work early in the season 2023 is a big reason why Adelaide are, are playing good footy. He's a type of guy who, who who's dangerous inside 50, but. He's able to go into the middle of the ground. He's sort of that enforcer. He's got that body as well. And Adelaide have been well and truly one of the surprise packets. There was eyebrows raised when we talk about you know, some of the money or at least the, the huge crack they had at Isaac Rankin to get him. Uh, Richelli is so young into his career. Of course, he's playing great footy. Fogarty seems like he's starting to get it. Riley O'Brien is having an outstanding start to the year in the middle of the ground. So, And they're, they're young defenders. were great last week. I know that Adelaide belted Carlton in the middle of the ground, but makes it a tad bit easy, but their young defenders are good. But uh, look, I reckon I speak for a lot of people, Darren, that uh, share your sentiment. They'd love Josh Ruscelli, their football club.
1: (laughs) He looks good, I must say,
0: yeah. Hey, mate, always appreciate your call. Look forward to chatting again as we get deeper into the year. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Uh, Darren in Franksons up and about. Uh, Josh Ruscelli is a player that I, I wasn't and I haven't got the five, I haven't got Adelaide, I haven't got Rochelle in my five things that I'm really impressed with and is a positive to kickstart the year, but there is no doubt what Adelaide and what that young man have been able to do early is one of those things. one three hundred seven three six seven three six to get involved. John is on the road. Anzac Day, it's a popular talking point this time of year, as well it should be. John, take it away, mate. Yeah,
1: thanks, Cam. Look, just like every Anzac Day game, I am looking forward to it. I'm a Collingwood supporter. But I'm not that confident because we do have some issues. And I'm glad you mentioned it. I mean, here and there, people have mentioned we've got a few injuries. But I just think they are really, really significant, um, the injuries that we've had, because they've made a difference to the dynamics of the team. It's not just what you're missing, but what you're taking away from their positions to cover. And losing Coxie and Cameron um, and uh, Darcy Cameron, if you had that with Jeremy Howe, and McStay, I mean, our four blokes who could even have done that, and then you add Adams to that. Look, I reckon we're ripe for the picking Um, uh, because the Bombers are going pretty well. I I hope I'm wrong, but I just think that if we can get through this period, you know, winning a few games, I reckon we'll be in good stead. But our our injuries, I reckon, have been a little understated.
0: Uh, Look, I'm not going to say that they've been understated because I think they've been a fairly prevalent conversation, but I will say that there is no doubt it continues to show the strength of the list and also the strength of which the players who may not necessarily have been in the 22 at the start of the year, the belief that Craig McCrae instills in them. And I think that was evident a lot of last year that players were able to come up and, and play the type of football that Craig McRae likes. And that is taking the game on and believing in yourself. And that's not always easy to do if you've been on the outer, you've been out injured or you've just been in the VFL and one of those you know, 25, 26, 27th player on a on a depth list at a football club. But Collingwood, uh, last week was, mos- was massive. It was a monstrous win. Rowan Marshall was fairly decent. It'll be big this week because Scott Draper has an opportunity to do something like David Hill did on Anzac Day and announce himself to the league that he is turning into a very good footballer because I think it's ripe for a really good game. Degoe should be in. I haven't seen the... Degoe's back in, is he, Benny? We'll, get, we'll recap the, uh, the teams a little bit later on as well. But, oh, no, it's Tuesday. We've still got a couple of days, haven't we? Yeah, but Degoe will be back in, and that's a huge in. It will be a huge in. But, yeah, injuries hurt, but uh, it's a credit to that football club how they're able to continue to win games.
1: Yeah, thank you. Look, you you did mention the injury, I must say, but uh, it probably hasn't been done by everybody. But, um, yeah, look, I'm hoping the guy comes in and makes a little bit of a difference. uh, He should. But, yeah, I'm pretty happy considering,
0: So Fair enough, too, mate. When you've got a team playing so well, you should be. Appreciate it. Now, it is interesting. There are, and this is another thing that is a negative right now, injuries. Colin would have them. Richmond, as this text says here, Geelong have... Been hurt a little bit. Sydney have been decimated. I, I'm not certain. I'd have to look at the grand final back six from last year. And I know they didn't exactly play huge on the big day, but I'm not certain that any of that six will be playing on Friday. Aaron Francis is obviously there, so he wasn't there on grand final day. But there are injuries. There are teams who are having to deal with injuries earlier than what feels normal in an AFL season. one three hundred seven three six seven three six to get involved. I think uh, is Jack about to join us? He's about to join us right now on line one. He's so keen to talk about Ben King. We've got to him. Hello, buddy. Hey, you there? Oh yeah, mate. Talk to me, Ben King. What are your uh, thoughts?
1: Yeah, so I had only heard that before when you said on the, the radio that he was possibly going to be traded, or they just talked to him being traded. I feel sick when I hear that. I'm not a Gold Coast supporter, but like, surely if they lose him, like that's that's it. Like, how can you be? How can they be sustainable if they lose him? Moving
0: forward, it's an interesting conversation. It's one that's been around for three or four days, and the 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 link of Ben King back to Melbourne's been pretty strong almost since he got drafted. This is the issue, of course, when there's a non-Victorian ends up at a, or when a Victorian ends up at a non-Victorian team. Colin would have been linked to him fairly extensively in the next couple of days or the last couple of days. It it would be and would be a massive challenge if they were to lose Ben King so early into their, into his career, and the fact they got robbed, he got robbed, so the club got robbed of developing him and continually having him on the football field, the fact that he had that ACL. Uh, it does suck, right? It, it really does. It is a absolute situation of which the AFL and the Gold Coast Suns have had to deal with in the past, and if you have a look at some of the players who have left the Gold Coast Suns and who have ended up You know, playing in significant games. Stephen May's a premiership player. Dion Presti is a premiership player. If you have a look at some of these guys who have left the Gold Coast Suns and they've gone to teams, look at Isaac Rankin. Have a look at Peter Wright, best and fairest winner at Essendon. It absolutely is a conversation that they need to get right before Tasmania come into the league. Because once Tasmania come in, there's going to have to be a compromised AFL draft, maybe two of them. 2026, 2027, 2028, I'm not 100% certain when will that be as we sit down and continually wait for that. But there is no doubt that if Ben King was to leave the Gold Coast Suns, and what's he worth? He's under contract, or at least he's not a free agent. If Collingwood's going to offer him a first-round pick or two first-rounders, then Gold Coast again just gets set back two or three years. It's a, it's a good call, and it's one that I think is going to be eagerly viewed going forward because the Gold Coast Suns, who haven't had a great start to the year, no Jared Witts, of course, in their last couple of games, and I felt that come back to hurt them last week as Sean Darcy just ran riot. Hmm. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 to get involved. Jason, where's the football? Well, I'm with you, along with many other football fans. Thursday night football is something that I thought 12 months ago would be a 22, 23, 24-week occurrence. And we have a couple of weeks off, which I'll spend with you to talk all things footy. one It is the Macca's run. We're going to hear from Craig McRae on the other side of this. And I'm going to tell you my five positive things in football, and I want to hear from you. There's so much negativity, and we're all geared towards it, and I am also someone working the media that does focus on stuff That's negative. So I've got five positive, happy things that have happened in the first five weeks of the AFL season, and I want to hear yours. It might be from your own team or elsewhere. 1-300-736-736 to get involved. It's the Macca's Run. The Macca's Run. The Macca's Run. With Cam Luke, live on your home of sport, SEN. Show me how to Maybe I'm going through a drought. You don't even have It's the Macca's run day 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 right around Australia via day your day local SCN a- 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 network or the SCN app baby. for a Thursday night, one 736 736 Scotty Cummings and Josh Jenkins to join me in the next hour. Scotty Cummings to talk about what's going to be a huge Friday night game. And Josh Jenkins to just talk about the mindset of players... In a grand final rematch. The Cats and the Swans to go at it. The Crows took on the Tigers fairly early in 2018. Does it mean anything to the players? We love it, sitting in the stands. But what does it mean? Josh Jenkins to talk to us about that. one 736 -736. I'm going to give you my happy positive five things from the start of the AFL season. Mainly because there's a great deal of negativity getting around. And I do, I don't shy away from it. I do buy into it in different mediums. But tonight one 736 736 to get involved. What are the negatives getting around right about now? And it blows my mind. I am not a Collingwood supporter by any stretch of the imagination, but it is very interesting the criticism or at least the lack of major belief in Nick Dacos' game. Craig McRae, of course, in his regular segment on Andy and Gaze, he had this to say today about it. Oh, no, I just, I just don't think... I don't love it as a society, really. That Why would would we look for the wrong or the the things Mm -hmm. that he can't do? I I, I love looking at things he can do and rewarding the behaviour or not just Nick but everyone. Um, Yeah, like he's an exceptional talent. His decision-making is like no one else in our team. Um, he sees things that others don't see. Um, I'm sure if other several other clubs had Nick Dacos on their list, they'd be looking for ways to get him involved in the game. Yeah, yeah, right, him in positions yeah, where yeah. You want to give him the ball and make great decisions. He's not going to be perfect. We don't mm. even want him to be that, that word. Mm. Um, but what he's doing right now um, is fulfilling talent and um, and making us better. So whilst that is spoken exactly like a AFL coach, that's 100% correct. He's an exceptional user of the footballer. The footballer there's a lot of text... Right now talking about his high footy IQ, how composed he is. Keeping in mind he's only in his second season, his second season of AFL. So if you're the Collingwood Football Club or Craig McCray, what you are trying to do is just get him the pill to be able to use it as efficiently as efficiently as you possibly can. Uh, look, is there a couple of things you probably can't do? Yeah, there, there would be. But I, I think a lot of that was in that Brisbane Lions game a couple of Thursdays ago. It was it was interesting that it was actually probably the least composed. I wouldn't say not composed. The least composed he looked on an AFL football field in his twenty seven, twenty eight games that he's played. He missed one directly in front that he would traditionally kick. But it's also one of the first times they they really targeted him early physically the lines. And then in the second half, people still trying to bring up the contested pill. He got it. I think it was sixteen contested times. So uh, he exceptional user of the football. Craig McRae says all the right things, but in this particular case, it is 100% the right thing. Now, off the text, this is a long one, so I'm going to try and paraphrase this quickly. Do you think players in the AFL have too many rights regarding moving clubs and trades? Would it be beneficial to have an expansion draft like the NHL has done overseas so teams aren't 100% full of 18-year-olds playing in a market that nobody cares about? This is, of course, related to the Gold Coast Suns. Now, what happens in the expansion draft and the NHL, you're probably whoever it was, and I always ask you to put your names on these texts. I, I, I get what you're saying, but what happens in the expansion club is that they have players who are locked in to your football club. So the ones that they are willing to let go are probably not ones who are going to really factor in anyway. So there's no doubt they get some more veteran now and some leadership that there is no doubt that 18-year-olds need But then after about 12 or so months, maybe even not that much, if you have a talented list, those players kind of get squeezed out of being in the best 22. It is an interesting conversation. I will argue and answer the many rights about AFL players in trades and all the rest of it on the other side of it. I think there's two separate factors of play. But it is very hard, very hard to have an expansion draft because I think you would just have a lot of players who would clog lists up that other teams don't want.